Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for gathering us around your word. We ask, O oh God, that as we listen to your word proclaimed, may it be your words that we hear, that your Holy Spirit may illuminate our minds, our hearts, all of our being, to be receptives of it, and to go from being hearers of your words to doers of them. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What would you do for a glimpse? What would you do for a glimpse? A glimpse of something that brings you joy, a glimpse of a dream that you've had for a long time, a glimpse for during these times, especially for a loved one that you haven't seen in a while, a glimpse really for anything that resembles community. What would you do for a glimpse? These are glimpses that are very powerful, moving when we experience them, and so much so that we, they kind of stay with us. And actually, even just trying to get a glimpse sometimes, the act of it stays with us. It reminds me of an, a chance I had to go to South Africa. I was part of a pastoral leadership program and I had a chance to go with the group and visit South Africa and learn about their struggle against apartheid and how that effect is affecting lives today even. There are many peaks of that trip for sure, but the highlight, the highlight for me was the opportunity of seeing Archbishop Desmond Tutu in person. What made it even more special is that he was leading worship on his birthday, his 85th birthday. We even got a chance to sing happy birthday to him in the midst of worship. It was such a special moment. I mean, because if you think about it, there are not many few people alive that embody the struggle against apartheid in South Africa the way Desmond Tutu does. And here he was about 30 feet away from me. I had to constantly remind myself, Fernando, focus. You're in worship for crying out loud. So after the constant struggle of focusing and refocusing, it finally came time to, for communion. And yes, I admit, I'm confessing here. I was looking at what line I had to go through to get closer to where the Archbishop was. He wasn't giving communion, but if I only angled it correctly, I could catch a glimpse of the Archbishop. Then I caught myself again. I'm here walking to communion, up to get communion. Fernando, focus, focus. Yet when I got communion, I turned to the side and turned back forward, turned my head forward and tried to catch a glimpse of where the Archbishop was. <laughs> to my surprise, I didn't at all. The person that was giving me communion saw me do it all. And they gave me the look, you know the look, 
that when I felt that I, I felt like if I needed to go to the principal's office or something, I just wanted a glimpse. I just wanted, wanted to see him a little closer. In today's scripture, we hear about someone else that wanted to catch a glimpse. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem and was walking through the city of Jericho. As usual, Jesus were gathering quite a crowd of people everywhere he went. Zacchaeus had likely caught wind of Jesus and of the things that he had said and the many things that he had done. I'm sure he knew who he was in some way. He wanted to experience himself firsthand who this Jesus was. However, there was a problem. Well, there were many problems, actually. There were a few things that were in the way of Zacchaeus catching a glimpse of Jesus. Sure, there was the easy one, right? We all know the story. Zacchaeus was short. There were a lot of people in front of him. Being a short guy, he wasn't able to see or see Jesus more directly. But actually, there's something else as well that was keeping him. Beyond the physical stuff. Luke says it right away almost. He introduces Zacchaeus as the chief tax collector and a rich man. Tax collectors in and of themselves were people that weren't quite as popular in the midst of the people. They were rejected by the community because they were seen as agents of Rome, almost like sellouts. Yet, it says that Zacchaeus is the chief tax collector. It's almost like Luke is wanting to emphasize even more just how far removed Zacchaeus was from the community. And then also the mention of the rich man. That isn't by chance. Before, leading up to this very story in chapter 18, we hear the story of the young rich man that wanted to follow Jesus. But he's walking away with his head down sadly because Jesus had told him that in order for him to be his disciple, he had to sell everything he possessed and give it to the poor. So many throughout the gospel of Luke, so many rich people have had just fallen short. Jesus had very stern words for them. Because they had fallen short in one way or another of experiencing Jesus fully or of following him. There were all of these things that were keeping Zacchaeus away from experiencing Jesus. From seeing and experiencing full community. From seeing and experiencing Jesus fully. Today we can probably relate to having things keep us from experiencing community and Jesus more fully. We've been staying at home in order to avoid the spread of this virus. We've been kept from a lot, separated even. We haven't been able to gather for worship for more than six weeks now. We are separated from family or friends that would have, we would otherwise connect with. 
We spend more time staring at a screen, just like we're doing now, yet we do it because it gives us a, a little bit of a, of a community that we are otherwise connected to in other ways. Yet, something is still missing. It's hard. And it leaves us yearning for and wanting to catch, even if it's a glimpse of community. We all want at least a glimpse of what brings us closer to a fuller life. Of course, this isn't just living it to our individual lives. We see the news and see the amount of people that have the disease or have had the disease. And we also see the high numbers of, the, of those that have perished because of it. We see how so many that were already at a disadvantage be even more so because of this disease. It's as if the divisions that already existed in the society are made even wider because of the disease. There is so much that is keeping us away from building community. Zacchaeus was being kept away from Jesus, from catching a glimpse of him. He already knew he was being pushed away by the community itself, by the others in the community. Instead of simply taking that for what it was or accepting the obstacles that were before him, instead of walking away like the other rich men had in the past, he decided to do something. Zacchaeus moved. He moved in the same way that perhaps you and I know I did did when we were little. He climbed up a tree just so he could get a better glimpse at Jesus. What was interesting was that Jesus met him there, right there, right where he was. And it's interesting because it doesn't seem like Jesus is a surprise or anything. Jesus doesn't stop and ask, hey, why is Zacchaeus up on that tree? No. It's almost like if Jesus was the one looking for Zacchaeus all of this time. He wanted to meet Zacchaeus. And he felt so comfortable. That he invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house for dinner. Imagine that. Jesus inviting himself over to your house. But that's where the magic happened. That was the power and the beauty of this story. In that moment. So much was keeping Zacchaeus away from Jesus. So much was keeping Zacchaeus away from the community. So much that apparently kept him away from experiencing fully his life. A life of, of abundance, of, of wholeness. Yet Jesus, the personification of salvation, of God's love, of the abundant life, of wholeness, Jesus went beyond all of those obstacles, all of those barriers, and met Zacchaeus where he was. The experience was so powerful that it affects the entire community. It didn't just stay there with Zacchaeus. 
is spread out to the entire community. Because Zacchaeus took action. He took action that brought barriers down and rebuilt a broken community. What started with simply getting a glimpse of Jesus, simply wanting to get a glimpse, ended in the community being brought closer together, closer to wholeness. Where do we see glimpses of Jesus? What would we do to catch a glimpse? I believe I saw a glimpse of Jesus that morning in Cape Town. No, I, I didn't see it when I saw Desmond Tutu, although that was amazing, but no. I did see it, though. At one point in the service, he was giving thanks to, to everyone for coming and in some way celebrating his birthday with him, right? He went on to briefly reflect on his life, on his ministry up to that point. He had been very ill, and there were many rumors around saying that he may not have much time left. So he's reflecting on his life, sharing about the experiences, many experiences he had. Everyone in the congregation was hanging on every single word he said. He was drawing us in to what he was seeing. It's as if we were seeing through his own eyes and many times that he encountered a fractured community. And when that fractured community came together and started the process of healing, we saw in some ways that many times Jesus met with him. And as he's reminiscing and reflecting through these experiences, right in the midst of it all, he was caught up by so much emotion that he began to weep. He covered his face with his hands and was weeping. After a few seconds, which felt like minutes, the priest that was standing next to him put his arm over him and embraced him as if to say, you're not alone. But he was still weeping. Even one of his daughters that was there that morning stood up and began walking towards the, the pulpit where Archbishop Tutu was. Yet, in the midst of that, Without skipping a beat, Archbishop Tutu started to laugh and said, Is this what I have to do to get your attention? <laughs> Everyone just lost it laughing. It was a moment of pure joy. Pure joy that the entire congregation felt at that moment. We had journeyed with him through the ups and downs of his ministry, as he told that to us, shared with us, and we experienced joy. All of us together, I would say, experienced a glimpse of God's wholeness. We experienced it that morning for sure as we shared that special moment. 
but we also experienced it in our many other travels. Visiting different places, speaking with people that had been on the front lines against apartheid, but also meeting leaders, newer leaders, that were still in that struggle even today, yet believing it can happen, that the community can continue to heal and be drawn even closer in what it is. Friends, we can see glimpses of this even in our midst today. We see glimpses of God's abundance in the smile of children as they gathered for Sunday school. And they are happy, genuinely happy to see and hear their friends and their Sunday school teachers. We also see it in the relationships that are being formed between Kirk Tudors and the Accent Pontiac staff with the parents and the students that they have throughout the year. Through every phone call, every text message, every visit, every hot meal that is brought, every box of groceries that is brought and that, and that is delivered, trust is being built. And the obstacles that may have been in the way before are being brought down. We catch a glimpse. We experience wholeness and abundance, not because we bring it with us, but because Jesus is already there waiting for us, waiting for us when we move towards him. What glimpses of God are you seeing today? What do you have to do to catch a glimpse? Friends, Jesus is waiting for you. He's waiting for us to continue building community together, even and perhaps especially during a time like this. May we, guided by the Holy Spirit, meet him there, wherever that may be. Amen and amen.